My name is Dustin. And I'm Lakeisha. And this is the podcast for beer nerds and, and movie nerds. That's right. Both kinds of nerds recording from our home here in the heart of Portland, Oregon. And this week, uh, we're going to talk about a fun little movie that's come out so far this summer. Tag. That's right. Simplest movie name ever. Three, <laughs> is there three letters? That's I don't know right. I can think of a simpler one. Um, inspired. By true events, yes. actual events, a story that was in the was in the Wall Street Journal. Correct. Yes. So yeah, fun to talk about that. Um, but before we get into our uh, movie this week, as always, we each have a different beer that we're going to be uh, enjoying as we have our discussion. Yes, um, and I believe that I went first last time talking about our beer and and everything. So I think you should tell us what are you drinking this week. Well, uh, as uh, I'm sure you've noticed, it's a hazy IPA invasion, seems like, in the craft brew scene out here in the Northwest. And so we each have one of those. Uh, I am having, from Fremont Brewing, which is a brewery up in Seattle, a beer called Headful of Dynamite. Mm. Uh, Fremont Brewing is a brewery up in Seattle. I think uh, that we talked about them once before. I think maybe yes. you did. A family-owned brewery that started in 2009. Um, they're very proud of their uh, locally sourced and organic when they can do it uh, ingredients that they use to make their beer. Also, that uh, they started their brewery in the in the midst of the Great Recession, so they feel that means that they're pretty passionate about what they do. Yeah. What's interesting about uh, Headful of Dynamite is that it is an ongoing uh, series. Uh, they release a new one every six weeks. Okay. And it's all, they're all different from the other. The one I'm holding right here is version four. Huh. First one uh, they've released in uh, January, apparently. Uh, it says, according to the website, that it has uh, Mosaic Centennial, Sorachi Ace, and Eldorado hops. Sounds like a lot. It's a hazy orange color, which I asked you if you agreed with. And I do. It okay. is orange says that it's flavors of lemon, spice, and fresh hops, although it tastes a little orange juicy to me. And 6.8% uh, alcohol by volume. And uh, the best part on their website, when you look up the number of IBUs, it says it has ACT, which apparently stands for a crap ton. <laughs> I don't know that it's necessarily that, uh, but but it's fine. It's, it's all right. It's, it's not the best hazy that I've ever had. Um, right. You know, it's you know, I, it made me think when I was reading about it about the three-way IPA that you had from Fort George, mm -hmm. you know, and how that's a, a recurring beer that's different every time. This one's just put out more often, right? And uh, you know, and it's not as good as the three-way, but it's fine. I okay. agree. But knowing that it's a, like a new thing and you can look forward to it so you know quickly, right? A every, different version every, of it slightly. Yeah, every few weeks, then I, I'll look forward to maybe trying a different one okay. when they crank out another one. So yeah. The uh, head full of dynamites. Head full of okay. Well, I am drinking a beer by a brewery we have definitely talked about before. It's uh -huh. called Ex Novo Brewing. Um, Ex Novo began. Um, they actually opened in July of 2014, so they're still pretty young. And this brewery is a nonprofit. Uh, so, yes, I recall. Uh, this particular brewery, um, they have. I mean. Uh, brewery downtown we've been there yep um and what their goal is is they have a series of charities um and they donate all of their profits to these four particular causes um the friends of the children uh 
IJM, which is the International Justice Mission, Impact Northwest, and Mercy Corps. So all of their profits um, go there. And I think that's such a Portland thing to do. Yes, that is a very Portland (laughs) Um, thing. But you got to appreciate a brewing company or any company really that is thoughtful about the world around it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and this beer that I am drinking right now is, it is also a hazy IPA, but it is a New England hazy IPA. Uh-huh. Um, and although, I mean, most IPAs tend to be New England style, I think many, most times. Um, you're seeing, we're seeing more West Coast IPAs, but uh, this is very traditional in um, in that way. Um, but this is um, called the Net, Not Too Bright. New England IPA, hazy yeah. style. Um, and they brag on their can that they have five pounds of hops per barrel in there. It sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot. I have no idea. Um, I'm not sure if that's a crap ton or not <laughs> by Fremont standards. Um, but it is double dry hopped with Galaxy, Citra, and Mosaic hops. Um, and it's really good. Um, I really, I like it a lot. It is very... Um, citrusy and pretty light um which like light tasting which is impressive since it's a hazy ipa so once again it looks like you're pouring out more of a thick you know golden stout so (laughs) um, but it's really good it's got 69 ibus in it and it is seven percent alcohol by volume okay cool so, um, now that we've kind of talked about our beers, I think this is the part where we talk about any movie news that we've seen, or this week we're just going to talk about maybe some trailers, movie trailers, that yep. might have caught our eye this week. So, anything of interest? Well, just one that I know for sure that we're going to talk about. The only one that's currently coming to mind this last week is uh, the first trailer for Creed 2. Yes. Um, so, the first Creed movie... Um, I really like what we both really liked and I was looking forward to seeing uh, as it comes out Thanksgiving this year mm-hmm. so in this when I heard that they're finally going to release the first trailer for it I was really excited um, and you know it was okay it was pretty good I guess I don't know what do you what did you think I thought it was good yeah. I mean again it's a first trailer and a first trailer is designed to do nothing but kind of set you up to want to know more yeah. You know, like they don't drop too many spoilers. Um, and so, like, I think it'll be an interesting sequel. I mean, the first one was great. Um, yeah. Exceeded my expectations by a ton. So, um, yeah, it looked interesting. I'm excited. Yeah. the. Uh, I mean, I just, I should have realized that there's no way that it was going to do what the first the trailer for the first Creed movie did because I I didn't even know that that movie was getting made. I didn't know what it was mm-hmm. and I just remember seeing like this thing come up on my you recommended on my YouTube thing and uh Creed and I didn't not dawn on me what it was and I recognized Michael B Jordan I was like oh boxing movie okay and um yeah, didn't Jake Gyllenhaal just make this or something make one of these I start watching it, and I felt stupid eventually because, I mean, I've seen almost all the Rocky movies. Why the title didn't dawn on me what this was. Then towards the end of the trailer, 
after you watch Michael B. Jordan doing some boxing training and whatever, all of a sudden Sylvester Stallone walks out of the shadows of his Italian restaurant. He's like, you know, in his that voice, you know, so who you say you are again? You know, that <laughs> deep in his chest, you know, the the Rocky voice, and all of a sudden I was like, Holy shit, he's Rocky. This is a this is a Rocky movie? And I was just like, When can I see this? Because it looked well, he was clearly that's what it was. You know, he's playing that character again. This looked miles better than any Rocky movie that had been out in years. And just a different I don't know. I was fascinated by the idea once I realized what it was. This blew me away. But now that I know that this movie's coming, I couldn't have the same reaction to it, of course. So I don't know. I just hope that it's not like a more by the numbers boxing movie than what Creed was the first movie was. But if that makes sense? That does not make any sense. It's not more of a by-the-numbers movie than the first one was? I hope it is not a more by-the-numbers boxing movie than the first one was. Okay. I think what you're... Okay. I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, you don't want it to be a, a standard, like, like, boxing movie. Creed was different. Yes. Okay. I went into Creed with an... Ex- like, in my mind, I'm pretty sure I know how this movie's going to go. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't. I was, like, wrong on a bunch of different like plot assumptions right and i look at this trailer and i'm worried that this time it'll be like i'm pretty sure i know what's gonna happen and i'll be right yeah you know well isn't this one um written by sylvester stallone i think i don't know i may just totally have heard that from a random site yeah, and i'm not, not really sure. Know I know for sure he was gonna direct it at one point i'm glad which, he's which not. was a concern oh my goodness <laughs> i won't lie but he's not uh, Ryan Coogler, who directed the first one, is not directing, but I want to say he's involved somehow, producer or something. Hopefully, he if he if Ryan Coogler has any sort of writing credit on this movie, then I'll feel better. Well, but, let's see. My uh, good friend IMDb yeah just told me that Ryan Coogler it has a writing credit, but mostly for the characters. Okay. The screenplay. Um, right credits go to uh, Chio Hodarki, Hod- Hodari Coker and Sylvester Stallone. So Sylvester Stallone was involved in that um, in writing the screenplay. Hodari Coker is the screen showrunner for the Luke Cage Correct. series, right? Yes. Okay. So right. that's good. That'll be interesting. Um. So yeah. So I thought it looked interesting. I am. Intrigued to see what it might be, um, especially since you know it's going to be the Creed versus Drago, yeah, the... uh, fight the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's gonna just make me roll my eyes too much at it, that's or, what I worry about too, or what, but I will say I went into the first Creed movie with lower expectations, you know, thinking that it was go- just going to be another Rocky movie mm-hmm. and um, was super impressed with how they, how they did it and how they, um, how it played out. And so I am this, this time I'm openly, I'm, I'm much more open to it and optimistic about what we're going to see. Okay. So All right. were there any other trailers that, uh, 
Well, the only other trailer um, that I saw that was really interesting was they had released another Ant-Man and Wasp trailer. Uh-huh. And I know that you have been, you've gone into your um, avoid at all cost phase where you don't want to watch any of the trailers or right. learn anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say too much other than to say um, it still just makes me want to see it more. And I'm still super excited. So I saw the very beginning of one before I was able to switch off what I was watching. And it started and like had Paul Rudd like making a weird voice in a fan. Is it that one? Maybe. I don't know. We're not oh, going to talk okay. about it. All right. Just I just wanted to say that I have seen them. And I am really excited. And I this movie, I think, is going to be just as good as the first Ant-Man. Okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully it's better. Yeah. So we shall see. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if there's no other movie trailer stuff, uh, we'll talk about the movie uh, this week, which is just Tag. Yes. Uh, Fun comedy. Uh, We've each come up with our three favorite bits or parts or what have you uh, from Tag. Haven't shared them with each other before this recording. Nope. Uh, Spoiler warning is that we never hold back on any plot details as we're doing this part of the podcast. Correct. We will tell you all. Forewarned is forearmed, etc. We will tell you all about the movie. Yes. So, uh, I guess it's my turn. It's my week to go first. Yes. And so, uh, what I have is my first favorite thing about this movie. I just have two words written down here. Dude camaraderie. (laughs) So, this is about uh, a group of friends that uh, grew up together and have been playing one one month out of a year. They play a game of tag and had been doing so for the last, was it 30 years? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and these uh, actors, when they get them together uh, in the movie, all get together um, and eventually rally to this one guy's wedding, they have this um, chemistry and instant camaraderie that I, I recognize. I feel that in my life I've been very lucky uh, with the friends I've been able to make throughout my life. Uh, there's a group of guys you know, that I grew up with, went to high school with. Um, that I've, that I'm very close with, um, despite you know not getting to see each other very much. And then there's a handful of good guys that, from my college days, and now there's a handful of guys from my what I'll call my post college days that I'm very close with. And anytime I'm get get to be around any of these fellas, from that guys from way back in high school to my friends now, there's this kind of instant shorthand. Um, talk that you can fall into and this chemistry that you have with your friends that just uh it just i recognized in this movie and i think it was it's pretty impressive because you know these are just four or five actors that didn't grow up together right um so um you know so that they were able to exude that you know and portray this this friendship chemistry that i feel that i've been that i just so recognized and saw hmm. um are you looking at me funny i don't know if i'm explaining yeah. myself very well or not um so yeah just uh, this this camaraderie that you feel when you've you know when you've been friends with someone for a certain number of time and you know and it doesn't matter uh how you know you go like you know like i said like they haven't seen some of they haven't seen each other for a while you know, there are friends of mine that I maybe see once a year, if that. But then when I we do have a chance to get around each other, there's just this 
Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Just, uh, you know, it's like you never left, which is a total cliche, but it's, it's what it feels like. And so, so yeah, that's what I like about it. Just the recognizable camaraderie that I feel with a certain group of guys that I, that I am really good friends with. So it's portrayed really well. Okay. Um, well, I, so I thought, I thought tag was really funny. Um, and as you say, they keep saying it was inspired by a true story, not based on a true story. Yeah. Um, and I think the thing, one of the things that I liked about it, um, in you know, was very similar to that. I did like that idea of um, watching a group of friends that make a concerted effort to reconnect every year. Yeah. You know that mm-hmm. once a year, um, and I just think it's hilarious. Like the month of February, you're out playing tag, mm-hmm. um, and I that idea of of it's really easy to to adult you know, for too much, too long, and to get really focused on um, other things and that you would lose, you know, you can lose those those friendships. And so I thought, what a fun idea that that was just something that was committed to by everybody every year, no matter what. And that, um, I mean, I think I actually really liked the true story better than the movie. You know, I went back and read a little bit about it and okay. how... Um, you know, some of the things that you saw on in the movie were actually true. And because they were some of the funniest, well, not not always the funniest, but they were definitely some of the most bizarre scenes mm-hmm. in the movie. And to find out that those had actually happened, um, it, it made me wish that the movie had maybe followed a little bit more about their lives. Um, because in the real story, there are 10 of them that play. Right. And um, and they have tagged each other at uh, funerals, at um, chemo sessions, um, at 2 a.m. They've snuck into the house of, you know, somebody while they were in bed with their spouse, you know, uh-huh. and tagged them. Yeah. And so I thought those types of things were really funny. Um, at the end of the movie, they even show them, like, coming in and um, tagging one of them while he's in the shower in his house. <laughs> You know, so he's like stark naked and he comes in, tags him on the shoulder. Dag, you're it. Um, and I just thought that I that idea is so ridiculous um, and that it's true and that they did. They have dressed up in like old lady costumes to like mm-hmm. sneak up on somebody and tag them is hilarious. So um, parts of those made it into the movie, which was really, really good, especially when I found out that they were actual things that had happened. Um, and that's what I liked about it was just the fact that, um, it's kind of an absurd idea. Um, adults playing tag for one month out of the year. Yeah. And then to kind of learn like, Oh yeah, no, that's actually happening is, is fun. It's fun to, to remind ourselves to play. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, at the end of the movie, they show little, like home videos that they made of them tagging each other, like sneaking up on each other so that you see, you know, real evidence of the, some of the things they did in the movie, you know, like, right. That's what I was talking about there. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't didn't mention that they actually, Oh, they actually showed those videos. Yeah. End of the movie. You see it. Uh huh. Yeah. So, uh, my second thing, is going to be uh, the actress Iva Fisher. Okay. 
first of all, I want to say I don't know that but by her character and Ed Helms's character as being a happy couple because they just seem true. so different. That is true. I saw that. Uh, but the but she's still really great as this hyper aggressive competitive person <laughs> on the fringes of this game that you know because it's just it's just the fellas it's just these friends that play mm-hmm. like and there's like a local bartender in their hometown that wants to be in the game they're always like holding him at arm's length like no you're not in right. you're not part of the club you don't get to play and like and even the, and but she's never trying to get in well she's helping her husband like, mm-hmm. like that's just, i think she she realizes that's as far as i can go but she could just tell how badly she wants to, you know, she wants to do this. Right. And just, and how, like, crude she can be. Uh, and it's, uh, I know, she's just so aggressive sometimes that it just, you just realize, like, the, the guys who came up with this game sometimes look at her and just be like, calm down, maybe. I mean, I know it's ridiculous that we do this, but geez. Uh, and at the very end, when they're all in playing tag in a hospital and then the guys decide because they have this big rule book with all these rules that they've made throughout the years right which i almost picked as a favorite thing just tag participation contract yes (laughs) and they all decide to make a new rule right then and there that girls are allowed to play right and she looks at one of them and just said you just made a huge fucking mistake right and she just starts violently tackling people and screaming and running around it's something like that that she said, isn't it? I'm sure. I I know that's what she said. I just kind of was. It was one of those times where I just kind of went, just just go have fun and play the game. <laughs> and she is having fun in her way. Uh, but just um, you know, in a movie that is about dude friendship, uh, her different, I don't know, vibe. I don't know how to describe it. But she was just her over the top, you know, competitiveness was right. funny. I liked that, um, you know, even though you could tell that this had been like an adolescent boys game where like that was like their first rule, you know, when you're when you're an adolescent boy, no girls allowed, you know, but then um, they kind of all accept her as like his as her husband's teammate, you know, so like she herself might not be playing tag, but she gets to be an active participant in In the the game game. with him. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of fun um, that they all just kind of embrace that. And they just know that that's kind of how it is now that they can all play tag. But um, Ed Helms's character, Hoagie and his wife now come as a pair and they still play, Yeah, Um, you know, and she's just kind of, you know, his sidekick for it all. And that that's something that they do as part of their relationship is pretty cool. Um, and, you know, you get to the point with Jeremy Renner, when mm-hmm. we get to that point where, you know, his fiance is, um, it, it seems like trying to block the game from happening and finishing right. so that, you know, because it's her wedding and that's the day she's been dreaming about. She does not want them to ruin to ruin her wedding yes you know and so you kind of get the impression like um oh she's thinking that it's really um silly and that you know and you kind of get the impression that that's why he's not gonna play anymore because that's like the premise of the movie is that jeremy renner's character is going to stop playing at the end of this particular month of may and so they've all got to go and they've all got to tag him 
you know, make sure, make sure that he gets to be it at least once to try and convince him to continue to play. And so you get the impression you're, or you're led to believe that it's her, that it's because of the woman he's marrying that that's why he's going to stop playing. Right. And, um, you know, we'll get to, there's a part of, of the movie where, that I didn't like, and we'll get to that, that involves her. But I think that um, what I like the most is that at the end, you know, Hoagie ends up in the hospital for reals, because real, he's yeah. actually got cancer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's sad, and he says, I'm so sorry, I ruined your wedding. And um, Jeremy Renner's character is on, you know, they're FaceTiming, because, you know, he doesn't want to go in there in case yeah. he's faking. Right. Um, but then they both come in. They're in their wedding gear. And um, and they're both saying, like, you didn't you didn't ruin the wedding. And we didn't know you were really sick. And um, he allows himself, Jeremy Renner's character, allows himself to be tagged yeah. it. Right? Yes. And they there's these very kind of silent moments where you can see his now wife. Um, who's, you know, what is it? Leslie Bibbs, I believe, is the woman Mm -hmm. who plays that character. Um, And she's, like, encouraging him to do it. And so you learn, you figure out, like, she also is going to be a willing partner in this game of tag and that she's kind of been his accomplice all along anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that it's fun also to see, like, that these aren't just, you know, you don't get the impression that these are guys who have to, like, leave their lives for a month and you know to the exasperation of their families but that their family that they also choose partners and that their families are people who actively are like you know think that this is a fun thing also yeah so that that's my thing okay all right and uh is that also part of your second thing or uh yes okay so for my last thing this is hard because there's like a few things that tied okay uh, but I'm just going to say... Uh, they so, tied in the game a tag? Right. Okay. Uh, That's... Um, so, Jeremy Renner's character, if you've seen the trailers, you know that he is the person who has never been tagged. Right. And the whole... Essentially, the whole plot of this movie is this is... They're going to get him this year. Yeah. He's getting married. He's getting married in the month in which they play the game. They know where he's going to be. We can They do have to be able this. to get him. Right. So, they... They rally the troops, go back home for the wedding to do this. And there are a few, let's call them action sequences, where they straight up uh, rip off uh, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. Oh, yeah. With the slow motion action sequence that are like in the mind of the person doing them, narrating and saying, this is what's going to happen, you know. So-and-so lunges forward without any control, and this is how I take him out. You know? Right. So-and-so's, you know, thinks he's going he's gonna to get me because his ego. And, you know, just the way, like, Jeremy Renner will narrate, you know, this is what this person's thinking, and then it'll flash over to that guy, and it'll be like, and they'll go inside their mind, and he'll be exactly right. This right. is what's in their head. And then he'll, this is all these slick, you know, crazy action moves. <laughs> 
that and once you see the the real guys that were playing this game you're like those things never happened oh yeah <laughs> the athleticism of the real guys weren't up to that level nobody was falling down two flights of stairs you know jumping out of second story windows right you know yeah fighting dudes off with a purse like it was a getting chuck yeah getting hit by like a log <laughs> you know trap yeah the predator style forest traps correct so, so yeah, those slow motion uh, action sequences where they're trying to get Jeremy Renner's character are really slick and they're really funny and really show um, that I always forget because when Renner's in like the Avengers movies and he's Hawkeye, you know, outside of Age of Ultron, they don't give him much to do. And I always forget how good an actor he is. Yeah. He's really good. Like the Hurt Locker. He's mm-hmm. phenomenal in. I keep forgetting that he has that in him. And he's really good in this. He's funny and he's kind of mean and he's got a massive ego. He's really mean. Yeah. And uh so yeah, he's a, a really weird character. Not what I was expecting out of him from the trailers. Mm-hmm. And so really kind of a fascinating guy that is considered a good friend to these guys. And a really interesting part where the reporter who's following all of them around kind of questions Hoagie, you know, are you sure that he's a friend? And like, how often do you see him type of thing? And there's like, you know, and it kind of almost lays a seed of doubt, you know, that you know, maybe maybe he's not our friend. I don't know. But then at the end, you see that, you know, no, he's just a egocentric, you know, crazy person. Uh, but anyway, yeah, but those action sequences are fun and Without them, this movie is probably not as, maybe a little boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought the action sequence were sequences were okay. They were a little over the top, you know. Oh, well, yeah. Like, uh, you know, but, I and, and that's in some ways what made it funny. But in some ways, I just also was kind of like, oh, like, okay. There's. That 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 kills somebody. I mean, mm-hmm. that puts somebody in a hospital for six months. Um, so I don't, I don't. I'm not believing that. Well, no. Um, but uh, I think you know. I started out not liking Jeremy Renner's character at oh, all. Me either. Because I definitely felt like, you know, you're missing the point of the game, and yep. you're not nice, and mm-hmm. you know, and. Yeah, so I it was it was a hard thing for me um, at first because I I didn't feel like he was being a friend, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I did think you, Jeremy Renner does have a good has good comedic timing. You don't get to see that very often, and I liked to I liked seeing him kind of spoof. Um, almost his own action movies. You yeah, know, that's you, a good point. Because he's been in Mission Impossible's, you know, movies. Right. He's been in the Avengers. Jason Bourne-ish spinoff movie. Oh yeah, the the Bourne Legacy, Legacy. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you know the Avengers movies. You know, those are all very much these action. You know, action sequences, and you're you're not supposed to necessarily take them really seriously, but they're much more dramatic. Yeah. And so, in these absurd situations where, um, you know, he's pelting people with donuts, you know, <laughs> from the Alcohol Anonymous table, you know, yeah. like um, that, you just kind of have to laugh at that absurdity. And and I forgot what kind of comedic timing 
and how funny Jeremy Renner is because he he often plays roles where he you know they're more dramatic. Yeah. So it was good to see him in a humorous role, um, and so just like he, I think at one point in time, even you like we're both like, what does he do for a living? Like, is he, like, a Navy SEAL? Is that how he, like, (laughs) is able to fight off Ed Helms' character with a walker? You know, like, an old person walker. Um, Or he built these forest, yeah, the forest predator-style traps that are out there. There's, like, multiple of them. Um, And so you kind of have to wonder, like, how does, what? How does he even come up with those? And then you find out, like, he runs a gym. Yeah. You know, he runs the local fitness gym um, and teaches some self-defense classes, but nothing like he's not a special ops, you know? No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought uh, Jeremy Renner was my third. So I thought it was funny that you got there because I just thought okay. for a character that I was not sure that I was going to like, mm-hmm. um, he grew on me with his comedic timing. Yeah. So, yeah. And he, and he you know, comes around. At the end, you know, with letting him tag, let Ho- letting Hoagie tag him mm-hmm. at the very end, um, and I really enjoyed. I really liked the line he said um, when they're all together in the hospital. He says, you know, and he admits, you know, what was I doing? You know, because yes, yeah, like, you guys are my best friends, but you weren't standing up there with me at my wedding. You weren't my groomsmen. Mm-hmm. You know, why was that? That's that's stupid, and that's my fault. Right. You know. And, uh, you know, and, uh, but then he also had the great, uh, it's a little dark, but like Hoagie gets tagged again. And I think he's like walking with like an IV bag. You know? Right. And then he goes, oh, someone else tags him. And Jeremy goes, oh, come on, man. What's wrong with you? You can't do that to Hoagie. And he reaches out to let him tag him again and then starts like inching away. And right. And <laughs> come towards him really slowly. That was pretty funny. So. All right. Well, so we each now have talked about the three things mm-hmm. that we like. Um, was there anything that you didn't like? Oh, did you have any like any honorable mention things you wanted to throw out there? Or? Um, oh. not really. Yeah. I mean, it was a funny movie. I will not. It probably also will not make my top ten of oh, no. comedies or anything like that. that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it was it was funny. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good time if you can go see it like in a matinee, or some mm-hmm. sort of discounted time. That's I would. That's when I would. It's when we did it. Right. <laughs> um, things I didn't like. Um, uh, so uh, Hannibal Burris's character. Mm-hmm. I like Hannibal Burris uh, a lot as a comedian. I think he's pretty clever and funny. Spent some time living in Portland uh, before during his stand-up rise to semi-fame. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't give him a lot of funny things to say. I know. It was just more like he would just say really just weird things. Just really weird things that didn't always land. Um, uh, Jeremy Winner's fiance. When I know that you eventually find out that she's in on it. Right. But they make her so over the top, stereotypically, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Did you feel that she was a bridezilla e? Oh, yeah. Okay. I did not. So when we talk about, like, that was something I did not, I did not like. Um, I thought that it was, they set her up to be the very stereotypical, like, you know, uptight 
bride who is take who's sucking all the fun out yes, of everything right. coming between the guys and right the, right and they even make a yoko ono joke at right. some point you know and um and i just feel like that's you know, i don't know i feel like relationships and and everything like that can be way better than that and so mm-hmm. i hated that that's where they went with but more specifically i really did not like the whole uh pregnancy miscarriage gag yeah, in the movie. faking the miscarriage. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's one of those things where I feel like it's, it was so over, so over the top. There are things that I think that people do, um, and this is this is just something I don't like in many comedies, where they take people, they take um, people and make them do horrible, terrible things. And then, like, you find out it's all a joke, and everybody's just supposed to, like, laugh it off. And if you don't, if you're like, that, that's, like, seriously not funny. They're like, oh, you just, you just can't take a joke. I mean, come yeah. on. Miscarriaging. It's really funny. You know, like, it's, I, it just was yeah. one of those things where I kind of was like, I know. Like, they're supposed to be celebrated that they had the gall to take it that far. Right. You know, and I everyone's mean, supposed to just be like, oh. I'm- you got me. And Jeremy Renner at one point says to John Hamm's character, and when they're faking that his wife is having a miscarriage, you know, if, you know, if you touch me, you know, I'm gonna crush your throat or something right, like that. Like, super serious, super aggressive, super believably serious. Right. And if that's like me in a real life situation, one of my friends pulled that, and then afterwards find out that they were just kidding. I was like, I completely believed you. You were in that moment dead serious. I don't think that's funny at all. Right. You know, so yeah, I yeah. didn't. So I just thought that that was the, um, you know, like that, it, there's over the top and then there's also yeah. just um, moving it beyond funny and into serious things. And then like, you don't just get to go back to be funny and say like, oh, haha, I was just kidding. So let's, let's right. all laugh it off because the emotions at the time would be really real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's that's something that I don't like about many kind of, you know, comedy, crazy comedies where they do that over the top, where they find yeah. something and, like, want the person, you know, there's the straight-laced person or whatever, and somebody else is just doing things that any reasonable person would be like, okay, that's not cool. That is a horrible thing yeah. to do. But you're just supposed to laugh it off at the end and be like, oh, ha ha. You're yeah. just so uptight. I don't see why you don't have fun. You know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And so um, I just, I didn't think that they did a good job with that. And they sort of redeem her at the very, very end mm-hmm. where, you know, like you realize, okay, she is an accomplice. They are in it together. Um, but more specifically that, when it comes time to him be to for Jeremy Renner's character to be like, okay, you know, like, yes, I'll be it because I also want to be back and reunite myself with the group. Yeah. That she's right there, like cheering him on too. She's like, do it, do it. You know, like she's excited for him to Mm -hmm. reconnect with his friends, not just excited to have been the accomplice to help him. Yeah. You know, win Mm -hmm. by not being tagged. And it, that whole thing leads to a very wild swing in, um, uh, in tone. Yeah. Because you do all this over-the-top, unrealistic, hyper-crazy action sequences, mm-hmm. you know, where you're like, okay, I see what they're doing. 
just not anything to take seriously. You know, no one's actually going to get hurt, even right. though a handful of things would kill the person. Right. You know, but we understand as the audience, this is kind of what we're doing with this comedy, the type of comedy we're dealing with. It's fine. And then to swing that far seriously. Right. You know, to try to sell your audience that uh, that she is actually having a miscarriage. The wedding's off. The wedding's like... off. And Jeremy Renner was willing to violently assault one of his oldest friends over it. Right. I mean, and yeah, it's just that it swings that hard, that darkly, all of a sudden it was, yeah, I didn't, didn't really care for that. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than that, it's just, it's a funny movie you mm-hmm. know and it has the potential just to be just that a fun light-hearted movie about friendship yep. lasting and maintaining, maintaining being maintained yeah. over the years um and even there's other parts that are pretty you know that that are just i don't even want to say raunchy because they don't really do that too often i mean it's yeah i mean raucous there's... raucous is a good word um and and so except for that part where it gets, where it just kind of takes a left turn, everything else makes it just one of those f- fun movies, you yeah. know. What did you think? Because I didn't think I cared for it too much. For uh, John Hamm and what's his name, Josh Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, they both had like a f- old flame show up, and they were both kind of. Oh yeah, in Rashida Jones's Rashi- character, right. They both like had a thing for her back in the day, and then she shows back up, and now they don't. They both start fighting over her again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was stupid. Yeah, it just was. It was un, un. It was unnecessary. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was predictable and and kind of a waste of those three. Uh, John Hamm's great actor. Yeah. Uh, Jackson is a very a great comedic actor. And Rashida right. Jones. Rashida Jones is great. Is great. It, and it's Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. That's okay. Yeah. I knew where you were going with that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and Rashida Jones is hilarious. And this just wasn't, that kind of dismissed the mark. That, yeah. You it was know. kind of an unnecessary side plot, I felt. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so. I think you're right. This is a, a fun, um, you know, if they would have not swung so hard into the dark dark stuff this i would have been more apt to recommend this to people right it's a really fun thing to go check out you know especially if you you know you got your own group of friends that you get to see every once in a while right do stupid things with so So, uh agreed all right well that'll do it this week for our uh episode on tag yes thank you everybody for checking us out this week uh Well, well what are we gonna watch next week well, next week, uh, well, as we're recording this, we're planning on seeing a dinosaur movie tomorrow. That is true. Jurassic Park. The Fallen uh, Kingdom. So that'll be, it. I'm sure, very loud. <laughs> um, one of my favorite little things when we saw the first Jurassic World is you, me, uh, my daughter, and my mom. Mm-hmm. And when we got out of the movie, uh, I hadn't actually uh, remember asking mom, hey, mom, what did you think? loud yeah <laughs> two word three word review it was loud so anyway so uh look forward to uh jurassic world uh, the next one uh but until then uh thanks everybody for listening to the cold beer and cool movie podcast you can find us on apple podcasts and soundcloud and a bunch of other uh we'll show up on a lot of other podcasting apps on uh, if you have an android device 
Uh, subscribe to us on any of those. Rate us and review us if, if you want. That'd be cool. Uh, you can reach us uh, via the email address, ddkpodcasting at gmail.com. Uh, write us in and tell us what you thought of this movie or any previous movies. Suggest a beer for us to try. Uh, any questions for us? Um, give us a top five category to do maybe in the future. Yeah. Uh, been one of those a while. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. And until next time.